What's cracking, big dogs? It's been a minute since I did that. I didn't have a video come out yesterday, a fantasy video. I, I worked on a vlog and I put that out for y'all last night. I haven't done a fantasy video like that in, in a while because, let's see. Yesterday was a vlog. The day before that was Faye the Public. Wednesday was... Nah, Wednesday wasn't bunk bed breakdowns. I did a live stream Wednesday, so it's been... That's how crazy... That's that's how much this shit is an everyday part of my life that I feel like I haven't said what's cracking big dogs in a t two years, and it's been since Wednesday, two days, Wednesday. Wednesday, it's Saturday. It's Q and Assault Saturday. Q and Assault Saturday. Welcome. Welcome, Bike, to the headquarters. Welcome, Bike, to the channel. This is BDGE. Big dogs gotta eat. Fantasy football. My name is Nicholas. Shout out to all the people that uh, participated in Black Friday yesterday and copped one of these crew necks. We actually had a lot of people grab the premium crew neck, and these are very premium, very beautiful, guaranteed to get you laid. So send us pics once it comes in. Don't send us a pic of you getting laid. I actually, you know, might any content's good content, in my opinion. Whatever you want to do, throw it our way. We're going to post it up on social for all y'all that did help out the brand. We are here to talk. Week 12, all right? A lot going on right now. We had the Thanksgiving games. We've got postponed games. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy belated Thanksgiving. We've got a lot to be thankful for this year. We've got a lot to be fucking pissed about this year as well because it's 2020. This shit is crazy. It's crazy. Mm. That water is so cold hit my front teeth like I just got fucking punched in my face. How's everybody doing out there? What's cracking? Daniel. Alexander. You're good morning, big dog. What up, Mike? Mike, Mike, Mike. Anyone think the Baltimore Steelers game will actually happen? Uh, I, I think they want, at this point in the season, I think they want the fewest amount of games being postponed as possible. Because the, the less amount of weeks, the fewer amount of weeks we got left in the season, um... Like the the more difficult it's going to be to start rescheduling shit and not having to actually extend the season. So I think they want to make this happen as much as they possibly can. Nicholas, happy Thanksgiving. Curtis, Curtis, what up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How high does Brian Hill slide up your rankings this week with Grandpa Gurley out? Start him over JT and Geo. So no, I won't be starting him over JT or Geo. Uh, he obviously shoots up, and I, I think I have him as like running back twenty six. So he's in the range where like he's definitely startable in your lineups, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I don't think he gets a girly workload. He might get a girly workload, but listen, I think Brian Hill is one of those guys where I like him. He's explosive and he's shown his chops on all three downs. He's a guy who can make the big play. All right, we've seen him rattle off like 30 plus yard touchdowns and stuff, but he's had his fair share of, of chances and opportunities to kind of seize that role or, or have a big impact when, uh, when Gurley's out or they, they just want to give him the load. And he's disappointed as many times as he's come through. So I'm not as confident in uh, in Brian Hill to do his thing, but certainly startable up at running back 26. I have Taylor at running back 20. I have Geo at running back 24. So I would not start him over either of those guys. It's just one of those things where, like, I want Todd Gurley not to happen so bad that I'm pretending Brian Hill is, like, a savior here. And he's really not. He's good. I like Brian Hill, but like he's not that great of a fucking running back. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? 
What's good? Start Julio. Robinson or AB half PPR? Choose one. Uh, Well, I won. Guys, if we're giving names like Robinson, I don't know if it's James or Allen. I'm going to assume it's Allen. Julio, uh, he's a game-time decision, so I don't even know if he's playing. Uh, if Julio plays, I'm going to start Julio. If not, I'm going to start Al Robinson. Confident in starting Mark Andrews this week against Steelers. Now, I don't have a lot of confidence in Mark Andrews regularly, even if Lamar Jackson was the quarterback. Now we have running uh, Robert Griffin, who probably hasn't thrown the ball in like three fucking years. Definitely not excited about Mark Andrews. What's up, Brody? Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Speaking of, thanks for all you do. Dylan, thank you. Thank you all for the support, for real. Like any any little bit of support. The fact that you guys, you guys are like the single most supportive group of all of the big dogs, sovereign conglomerate nation. You guys, like you being Patreons and you being in this chat right now and watching are literally the most, like not just saying that to be emotional. You guys are physically, literally the most supportive people to the brand. So I am very thankful for y'all. I'm thankful for anyone who watches videos, who leaves a thumbs up, who drops a comment, who fucking shit talks, who asks for timestamps. Actually, those motherfuckers, I'm not thankful for. But the rest of y'all, nothing but love. Suleiman, wanted to get your thoughts on Gus Edwards versus Brian Hill while you have them ranked the way you do. Yeah, I just, I, I think I just like trust, I think I just trust Gus Edwards. They're very close. I think Gus is 23 and Brian Hill's, like I said, 26. I'm assuming I'll get a lot, a lot of Brian Hill questions. So hopefully that kind of qualms, quals, qualm, quiets. No, there's a different word. There's a different Q word I'm looking for there. It, that cues the concerns we're just gonna go with the fucking word q the letter q um so yeah that those are my thoughts on brian hill range of outcomes is wide uh for gus edwards i just trust gus edwards like i, I think we actually know that gus edwards is a good running back and if dobbins and ingram are both out like now you combine talent with a run heavy offense with uh opportunity so i don't want to think too hard about about that one with gus edwards Justin de Guzman, you are a newcomer. I have so many questions. Good. Fucking fire them away. Like I said, this is Q and Assault Saturday. Assault me, sir. That Thanksgiving vlog was pretty lit, by the way. Yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun one to make. I did that within a couple days. I just wanted I started at the beginning of the week, ended right now. That's what I used to do when I first started vlogging. I put out a vlog every Saturday of just the previous Sunday through Friday or Sunday through Thursday. Maybe it was Friday. I don't know what the fuck it was. But yeah, I would film Friday, Saturday through Thursday and then put it up the next Saturday. That's how I used to do it every week, but I don't I don't really have time to do that anymore, unfortunately. But I knew this was going to be a fun week, kind of a good week. So I was like, I'll film everything and see what the fuck is what. Favorite thing you ate at Thanksgiving? Um, Honestly, like... depend Since I had the three Thanksgivings, right? We had the, we had the Fade the Public episode kind of friendsgiving the dessert nachos are a fucking one the next day i was at steve's for a real friendsgiving and he just had like pizza and shit and the pizza was really fucking good and then i had the regular thanksgiving with my mom and my sister and the problem with that is that my sister like can't eat anything she's gluten-free she's fucking meat-free she's calorie-free so like my mom made i'm not like picky so i'm not gonna complain about this shit i don't really care that much but like my mom makes stuffing and it's like gluten-free i'm like bitch like how are we gonna make gluten-free stuffing so didn't really normally stuffing is my favorite food when it comes to thanksgiving but like gluten-free stuffing like don't tell my mom i said this shit but yeah you know what i mean banana pudding yeah banana pudding's goat dogs what's up what's up jt is out jt is on the covid list oh wait that happened 
I didn't know that happened. James Conner is the Steelers player who tested positive for COVID. Sources tell me he's awaiting second test tomorrow. Wow. Okay. We've got a lot going on in this live stream. Hold up. Let me catch up on Twitter real quick. James Conner test positive for COVID. That's going to move Benny Snell. And that's going to move. Oh, oh, Anthony McFarland. Give this man some run. Give this man some run, boy. Okay, wait. So JT, as in Jonathan Taylor, is out. Let me get my news straight and we'll get back to the, the, the Q and assaults, the questions. It's just like old news. Did I just not see this today? Yeah, it happened 20 minutes ago, which means it's fucking old news by now. Okay, so Taylor is out. Christian McCaffrey is out. He'll miss a minimum of 10 games if he tested positive, potentially putting his week 13 status in jeopardy. Okay, so that obviously makes um, that obviously makes Wilkins a smash play right now. Okay, that makes Wilkins. I'll have to update my rankings because Titans have been a very, very good defense in terms of if your fantasy players are going against them. So it's going to shoot up the rankings for me. Let's see. Hill, Hollywood, Gus, or Edmonds, PPR, Flex from Sam. Uh, so we're talking about... If you're talking about Tyreek Hill, I don't even know why you'd ask the other ones. Definitely Tyreek Hill. Nicholas, any confidence Joe Mixon comes back and starts rumbling? Julio, untrustworthy the rest of the season. Mari looked crispy and hungry as well. Uh, my confidence on Joe Mixon is very, very low. I don't know if they're going to push him. This, this could end up being like a Liz Frank injury that's a little bit more serious, and they wasted all this time not getting surgery when he might actually need surgery in the offseason. So definitely concerned there with Mixon. Julio, untrustworthy rest season. I don't know, man. I know as much as fucking everyone on earth when it comes to his hamstring. It's just they don't, they don't tell us anything, and that's it. I'll be, I'll be weary to start him if he is active, but like I've said that before, and then he explodes, so I don't know. I'm only technically a doctor. With JT out, who would you pair with Jacobs? Full PPR, Zach Moss, Wilkins, or Fournette? Uh, yeah, I would, I would, gamer dude, I would definitely roll with Wilkins now. Jadig, Melvin Gordon or Frank Gore, one PPR. Can't believe this is a question. Uh, so we have what Melvin Gordon going against the, um, God damn it. ESPN. What are you doing? Why do you keep popping up? Uh, against the Saints, which is a ridiculously tough run defense to have success upon. And then we have Frank Gore, one of full BPR against the Dolphins and Michael P. Ryan is out. They've got a lot of guys out. Y'all call me fucking crazy. I actually think I might go with Frank Gore here. I'm probably going to go with Frank Gore over uh, over Melvin Gordon in a full PBR league, just because that's such a difficult um, that's such a difficult matchup to run against for Melvin, and like he's getting all of his success through the ground game. You dig? So our long one. I might need help without Connor and Johnson. I win. I make playoffs. I lose, and I'm out. PPR. Give me two. Boyd, Fulgham, Goddard, Bernard, Rugs could pop off against Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not going to play Rugs. Definitely not. Um, Fulgham, I'm going to sit, too. I mean, it's been terrible what we've seen out of him since Rager's returned. I don't want to start both Cincinnati Bengals with Burrow out. So I will play Geo there because he's guaranteed the workload regardless. I'm going to play Geo. They're probably going to pass the ball a lot. They're going to be trailing. They're going to have to play catch up. He's going to catch a lot of passes. So I will I will go with Geo, and I will go with... Uh, Man, in my rankings, I would, I would, 
go with Bernard and Boyd. But there is always strategy behind rankings. There's more context to be had here. And I would say I would diversify that Cincinnati Bengals offense because there's a chance that they just dud and end up scoring like three points and everything goes to shit. So so personally, I'd probably start uh, Dallas Goddard and Bernard. Justin, PPR, Gaskins or Tanyan or Reed starting flat? Is Gaskin like definitely playing though? That's the question. Like, these teams just, like, give us no fucking information throughout the week. They're like, oh, yeah, he might be playing. He will be. Okay, he will be available. Uh, That doesn't sound good. I know Ahmed is out. I'd be surprised if Gaston gets a full workload here. And I do kind of like Robert Tanyan. Um, I think, like, he's been getting some serious run with the Green Bay offense. He's kind of taken over as, like, the number two, three pass-catching guy there. Um, Jordan Reed's got a nice role there in... In San Fran too, so you're kind of flipping a coin here, to be honest. But I would, I would. These injury questions are so fucking difficult because we just have no context behind them, man. It's so so tough to. I always err on the side of caution when it comes to injuries. Guys coming back from prolonged multi-week absences typically get a very low workload in that first week back. So Justin, in full PPR, I think I'm actually okay going with Jordan Reed. I think Jalen Ramsey's probably going to be on Debo. Um, Ayuk's probably out or is out. Kittle's obviously gone. So I'm going to go with Jordan Reed there, Justin. What's cracking, Big Nick? I hope you're feeling good, my boy. I'm feeling fucking fantastic today. Set my lineup on quarterback. Here's my team, Derek Carr. Okay. Oh, a whole ass just set my lineup thing. Really? That's what you do? You know what? Do you even play fantasy? You're just going to tell me to set your whole ass lineup, huh? Derek Carr, CEH, Mike Davis, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, what else do you need? Oh, you need one tight end. Uh, what is it? One tight end and one flex. So you're asking me to pick two out of three from Mark Andrews, Wayne Gallman, and Evan Ingram. That could have been worded way easier, sir. You just fucked my whole day up there. Uh, I will take I will take uh, Mark Andrews at tight end, and then I will play Wayne Gallman in the flex for sure. Eric was cracking big homie. What nachos turned out the best? The easily dessert, easily the dessert nachos. Cause they didn't actually have to do anything. Like they didn't have to cook anything on those. All they did was get the cinnamon sugar, uh, the cinnamon sugar quells was the word I was looking for. Uh, cinnamon sugar pita chips. And then we put like peanut butter and Nutella and shit on it. Like we didn't actually have to trust animal cooking. QB is paying for me this week. Who should I roll out? Big Ben, Matty Ice, Tannehill, or Captain Kirk? I have, uh, I want to say I have Matty Ice, the highest of those guys. Yeah, I have Matt Ryan, 12, Big Ben, 13. So up to you. Same, same spot in the rankings. Thanksgiving fade the public made my night no cap yeah that was that was another fun episode hey Nick who should I bench out of Godwin AJ Brown a Rob Mike Davis now you're definitely playing Mike Davis uh you're definitely playing AJ Brown Godwin and a Rob is close for me um I think that I think I would probably play Godwin over AJ Brown and a uh, Rob in a full PPR I don't have a lot of trust in Mr. Trubisky and a Rob's gonna get Jair Alexander so Kevin I would I would go Godwin there or I would sit a Rob 
Standard CH or Harris, you have Harris lower. Why with that Tampa Bay run D? I just, I mean, I'm not really, with Chiefs running backs, it's 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 not so much like the run I'm, I'm worried about in terms of like run defenses. It's more so just like the involvement in the passing game. So if Clyde continues to get that, I'll feel fine about it. And Damian Harris, I mean, Sony Michelle is going to be back. And uh, I don't know. Just any given week, I don't really trust Harris to continue doing uh, or getting high volume there. I think CH is a pretty easy play there for me. Curtis, not great option. So I picked up Brian Hill last night. I need to start two standard non-PPR. Brian Hill, Fournette, James White. That's ugly. So definitely Brian Hill there. And then for the other one, it's Fournette versus... um, James White, yeah, I, I don't even with Rex Burkhead out, like in a non in a standard league scoring, I really want nothing to do with James White. So I would go with uh, I, w- I would go with Fournette there. Actually, he's got a, a pretty good chance of getting into the end zone. Half PPR, don't know how to start. Don't know how to start. Jefferson and MT as flex, or just one of them with Miles Sanders as flex. That's really close. Uh, I'm definitely getting Jefferson in my lineup with Adam Thielen out, and then I think for flex spots, I might have them two right next to each other let me see yeah that's actually funny i have justin jefferson as the 20th overall player this week miles sanders is the 21st overall player this week and then michael thomas is the 22nd so you literally asked 20 21 22 so my rankings will tell you jefferson and miles sanders i think i mean the matchup for jefferson is fantastic no thielen miles sanders eventually something's gonna fucking break right for him something is gonna break right and i want him in my lineup when it does all right What's up, DQ? Can you trust T. Higgins or should I play Allen Robinson? I would definitely play Allen Robinson. I don't trust that Bengals passing offense. Austin Hooper, Mike Isicki, or Eric Ebron, half PPR. I need one to start over Andrews this week. Uh, well, my rankings would tell you Andrews will be the guy there this week out of those of, of those players. Um, I mean, it's really hard to trust Austin Hooper. Like, we've been excited about it, but he's done nothing since he came back from his return. But that's probably because the Browns passing offense has been playing in 72-mile-per-hour wins. Um, so, I mean, you could just check my rankings for that. I have, I have Hooper at 12, Ebron at 11. So, technically, I'd play Ebron, but I would play Mark Andrews over all those guys. Start Benny Snell with the confidence. All these players falling like flies now. Uh, no, I'm not starting with confidence. But I will have to redo the rankings after this video uh, to account for JT, to account for James Conner, to account for some of those guys. Um, so Benny Snell will move up. If I had to guess, he'll probably move up into the, let me take a look at my ranking. Benny Snell will probably move up into, I would say right around like running back. So I, I have, uh, actually he might move up pretty fucking high because I have Clyde at 17 and Clyde's probably like the last running back. I really feel confident in my lineup this week. Cause after him, I have Kalen Balaj who might be dealing with Austin Eckler coming back. Also dealing with this like calf strain. Wayne Gallman right behind him. Who actually, I feel pretty comfortable about Wayne Gallman this week. Then after him, it's Raheem Mostert, Damian Harris, Gus Edwards, Geo. So it's a lot of like fill-in guys that I don't have necessarily confidence in. But I'll say he'll probably be in that tier. It'll be like the, do I play Benny Snell or Gus Edwards? Benny Snell or like Damian Harris. I think that's probably where he'll, he'll, he'll drop in. What are your general thoughts on Will Disley and Jalen Rager? Full PPR. I know Disley and Ugly play, but I didn't even start them Monday night over Deontay and Ebron. So uh, Jalen R- Rager, I'm, I think I'm fine with. Obviously, you don't want to start him over Deontay if you don't have to. But Rager's been pretty solid, especially in full PPR since he's come back. And I think that'll continue to um, continue to progress. And they're going against Seattle. So it's a fantastic fucking matchup. I might actually have to start Jalen Rager in the E-Town Get Down League this week because 
Eckler's out. Adam Thielen's out. Um, I think I had like two or three other fucking players out too. So I might have to throw them into my flex spot. And I'll feel okay about doing it. Um, Will Disley. Let me look up something for you because obviously Greg Olson's out. I want to look into routes that they've been running. On that team and see if if uh, there's one of the other between him and Jacob Hollister that's getting more involved this year. Or getting more involved, I guess, as of late. Seattle Seahawks. So Greg Olson obviously leads the team in routes run at 267. Will Disley is behind him at 116. Jacob Hollister at 76. Let's get a little more clear, though, of the previous weeks. Uh, they had about the same amount of routes run last week. The week before that, yeah, they're running. They're so far behind Greg Olson. But Hollister and Disley are kind of like splitting routes run pretty evenly. Uh, I, I guess just going off of a historical context, like Disley's always been good when he's been in the lineup. So I'm not going to feel confident in it, but I guess that's not the worst feeling. Half PPR, Edwards, Geo, Pittman, Wilkins, Tennessee. Okay, so I definitely want Wilkins in my lineup now that uh, now that Jonathan Taylor's out. So if you're if you're choosing one, Wilkins will likely be the highest ranked guy out of all four of those. AJ, when you say WDIS, I'm not sure if you're saying who do I sit or who do I start. So if you're sitting one or if you're starting one, it's Wilkins. If you're sitting one, uh, I'm also not sure what the scoring type is there. I think it's half PPR. Uh, if I'm sitting one, it's probably gonna be. Hard to sit Pittman at this point, but I think I'll probably take I think I'll probably take my chances with the three running backs. DQ, I'm a pick two to start. PPR, Keenan Allen, yes. You can't, I can't even I imagine that you just threw that in there. Justin Jefferson and AJB is a good one. I want to say they're back to back in my fucking rankings. Uh, no, I have Jefferson up at ten. I got AJ Brown down at thirteen. So tough matchup for the passing uh, attack for Tennessee. So I will play Keenan and I will play Justin Jefferson. Need one, standard, Wilkins, Harris, or CEH? Uh, like I said, I haven't updated my rankings to include Wilkins, so I'm not sure where he'll fit in in terms of where CEH is at running back 17. But I imagine Wilkins is probably, uh, I think you said standard, right? Standard, I'll probably go Wilkins over all those guys. Safe to drop Mixon in a 10-team half PPR? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if, if you desperately need it to like compete for a win this week, sure. Uh, but I'm not like dropping him just for the sake of dropping him. Not mean. Why does my does my background look like yellowish and orange to you guys for some reason? Like it's not orange in real life, but it looks like that in the video I'm looking at. But I also use, I use uh, there goes my landline. Have a fucking day. Go comment about it. I use this app called Flux L F U X. It's for like uh, blue light. It dims your screen a little bit and makes it a little bit orange so not as many blue lights are emitted from the computer screen so it helps you like sleep at night better and it helps your eye strain and shit just like these are felix gray blue light glasses that i wear um so it makes everything look like orangey but i don't know if that's real or not all right i'm gonna run through these very quickly 
because we've got a lot of them. Dez signed to the active 53, worth a pickup with RG3 at quarterback. Uh, didn't Dez play last week? Pretty sure Dez like led the team in targets last week. I have no confidence in him being good, though. Snell over Gore, full PPR. Didn't know about Connor being out. Yeah, I would play Snell over Gore. Safe to drop mixing in. Oh, you said that already. Do I add Snell, McFarland, or Wilkins if Connor really has COVID? I would rank them Wilkins, Snell, McFarland. Who's getting shadow this week? Uh, good question. I didn't do the rankings video, so I didn't go over that. I will get to that. I'm going to run through these questions, and then I'll go over shadow cornerback wide receiver matchups afterwards. Sup, Nick. Sup, Marty. By the way, Taylor didn't actually get get it, but his girlfriend did, so he has been out on self-quarantine, so hopefully he'll be back next week. Got it. Woods or Kalen Balaj in full PPR? Uh, depends on it. There's too much at stake there right now with Balaj. Is Eckler playing? What's the deal with his calf? Uh, so I, I, it's, it's kind of hard for me to answer that question right now. You'll have to check my rankings before kickoff tomorrow. Love Dr. Morris. He made a video on Kittle. Your thoughts rest of season. I did not watch the, uh, video. So he would obviously know a lot more about the injury status of Kittle going forward than I would. So I would just say, use whatever he said in context. So since you're concerned about RG three, who would be a better play Mark Andrews or Robert Tanyan? I still have Andrews ranked above Tanyan. What game are you looking forward to watching most this week? Uh, good question. Let's see. Uh, Raiders Falcons, honestly, not trying to be biased, should be fun. Chargers Bills, Herbert versus Josh Allen should be good. Uh, I'm low-key looking f really forward to the Titans Colts. I think that should be fun. I really like the Titans offense, and uh, the Colts have been playing obviously really well too. So I like the Titans Colts as well. 49ers Rams, I'm really not that interested in. Chiefs Bucks should obviously be a lot of fun. A uh, good Sunday night or Sunday afternoon game. That's probably that's probably going to be the most exciting one. Bucks versus Chiefs. Can they get past the Buccaneers defense? And do the Bucks offense keep it rolling? Two separate leagues, both half PPR. First league, Snell or Beasley at flex. Uh, I will probably play Snell there. Second league, Wilkins over Brian Hill. Yes, I will play Wilkins over Brian Hill. Is Brady the lead back in Miami now? It's been between it's between him and Damian Harris for my RB two slot full PPR. Uh, I would say that Braid is probably going to be the starter. I think Miles Gaskin is going to be activated, but I think they also are going to use Patrick Laird. I think they're going to use Malcolm Perry. So I have a lot less confidence in Matt Breda, even if he is named the starter. So I would go with Damian Harris there, Brendan. Probably a dumb question, but can you trust A.J. Brown against Indy or play Jacoby Myers or Deontay Johnson if he plays? So Deontay Johnson would be my number one there. A.J. Brown is right there. Um, I'm not. I, it's not that I don't trust A.J. Brown. I'm definitely starting him over Jacoby Myers, but... Uh, with AJ Brown, they played Indy a couple of weeks ago. And remember, he had that, like, it was in the fucking bucket. In a bucket! Right there. He had that touchdown. He had the touchdown in the basket. And uh, it's 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 a 50-yard touchdown if he just doesn't, if he doesn't make an uncharacteristic drop like that. So I, I think AJ Brown will be fine. Hey, Nick, need the highest upside play this week in full PPR. Rager, Pittman Jr., or Antonio Brown? Uh, Honestly, those three are all, like, pretty good upside plays this week in full PPR. And I think they're all ranked probably, like, really close to each other. Let me see. I have Rager at 40. I've got Pittman at 36. I've got Antonio Brown. I got Antonio Brown all the way up at 24. So according to my rankings, we have Antonio Brown up at 24. And that looks pretty spicy for me. But I think they all present pretty good upside. Uh, but I, I would personally play Antonio Brown or maybe Pittman. I think Pittman and, and Brown are very close to each other. Uh, but I probably play Brown. Thoughts on Lazard rest of the season. I just picked him up and Green Bay has a great schedule. Yeah, this is going to be one of those like wide receiver by committees. You know, he'll have a good game. Then MBS will have a good game. Then neither of them will have a good game. And Tanyan will have a good game. So uh, he's, he's, he's like a borderline wide receiver for a flex guy that I don't have a lot of confidence in right now. 
I own Joe Mixon, Galladay, Swift, and Burrow. Which ones are you confident in being bike? And who should I pick up from the waivers? Well, I tell you, I'm definitely not confident in Joe Burrow being bike. Um, he did. DeAndre Swift, I think, will almost definitely be bike next week. Galladay, I think, should be bike next week as well. I own Joe Mixon, and I think Galladay. I mean, it was a Thursday game, so he could have gotten an extra day of extra few days of rest and might have gone this week. But I, I'm, I feel pretty good that he'll be he'll be good to go for week 13. Oh, Mixon, I have very little confidence. Should I start Mark Andrews and Jordan Reed in tight end and Tanyan or what? Justin, can you re-ask that? Because I don't know what you just said. Oh, and Tanyan or Snell Jr. In, in flex. All right, should I sit Mark Andrews and have Jordan Reed? If it's full PPR, I'm fine going with Jordan Reed over Mark Andrews. Um, though, again, my my rankings have Andrews high enough. Though I'll have to, I'm going to have to readjust everything for all the guys sitting and all the COVID guys. Tanyan or Snell in the flex full PPR. I'll, I'll go with Snell there. Michael Pittman, Jalen Rager, Debo Samuel in full PPR. Uh, all good plays. All of that are going to be exactly in the same tier. I would say Debo's my least favorite of those with him just coming back for the first time in a while and getting Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so if you need upside, I would say Pittman. If you need floor, Rager. Full PPR, pick two. Spaghetti Anderson, Debo, Boyd, Pittman, Benny Snell, Rager. Uh, let's go with Benny Snell and let's go with Spaghetti Anderson. The stealing being out help or hurt Jefferson or is it a wash rush or cut? Uh, I, I think it definitely helps just because Jefferson might be a red zone target now, whereas... Uh, with Irv Smith and Adam Thielen out, like Thielen was the only guy that he looked to in the red zone, Kirk. So I think this definitely helps Jefferson. Forgive me, Father, for I have hoarded RBs and only have Bobby Trees and Boyd for wide receiver. Who do I sit out of Chubb, Hunt, Aaron Jones, Jacobs, or Wilkins? Oof, that's tough. Uh, I would I would sit. Who's that? Chubb, you're definitely playing. Kareem Hunt, I want to play as well because the matchup is fantastic. You're not sitting Aaron Jones. Uh, Josh Jacobs has a nice matchup. I guess not great matchup because it's against Atlanta. I was my least favorite of the non, you know, there's Jordan Wilkins who seems like he should be the obvious sit there, but I think Jacobs and Wilkins are kind of right there on the borderline together. So I would definitely start Chubb, Hunt, Aaron Jones. Uh, I, if it's me personally, I'm probably going to sit Wilkins here because who knows, maybe it becomes a name Hines game, but I wouldn't blame you. Drop Hollywood for Wilkins. Yes, absolutely. The two books, business or self-development that you credit as most impactful for you. Uh, I I would almost not say books. Books like really don't move the needle for me. They're not my my main form of, of uh, content consumption. I listen to podcasts. Podcasts are by far and away the most influential for me. And uh, Gary V's podcast is numero one two and three the gary v audio experience two books uh ppr i heard my bad i just saw tanya's eight spots lower turkey leg tony gibson looked like ap the other night top six rest of the season uh no he's not gonna be top six rest of the season this was a really obvious game to see him blasting off because the dallas run defense has been fucking terrible and he went for like a buck 60 against them last week uh because next week uh who do they play next week What's going to happen is he's going to go back to going like 13 for 57 on the ground and catching two passes, and then everyone's going to be like, oh, what the hell? I thought he was finally there. But, like, we should know that it's coming again. Uh, they play the Steelers next week. So, Antonio Gibson does not get in the end zone twice and does not run for 150 yards. 
No, I'm not going to put him as – I mean, he's an RB1. Like, you you feel really good about owning him, but he's not a top six running back. Half PPR with Lamar Jackson out, which tight end, Andrews or Goddard? Goddard. If Eckler is ready – Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Should I start him over Gus Edwards? Uh, God, it's so fucking ugly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what their plan's going to be. You have to look for all the fucking little tea leaves. Are they going to limit him? Is he not going to play? I don't think he's going to play. I, I'm probably not going to get him in my lineup if he does play. So... I'm probably not playing Eckler this week regardless. Full PPR, Jarvis Landry, Jalen Rager also have Tim Patrick. I would play Tim Patrick over both of those guys. Sorry, I need you to do the rankings. I know you need to do the rankings, but what do you uh, – yeah, I, I like you said, I need to do the rankings to know where I put those guys. What's better out there – what, what, what? What's better out there, the Cuban food or the Dominican food? Man, honestly, I don't know the fucking difference. They both are probably good as fuck out here. Full PPR, who do I start? Brian Hill, Bellage, or Gio? Uh, Gio is... Mm, Brian Hill is probably my least favorite of the guys. I have Bellage ranked highest. But again, depends on Eckler. Depends on if he's acted... Like, depends on what they say about Bellage pregame. If he's going to be limited, etc. Brandon Allen, starting over Ryan Finley. Should I just drop Tyler Boyd? No, I wouldn't drop Tyler Boyd. I think a lot of the I, I think a lot of the backup quarterbacks end up loving Tyler Boyd for whatever reason. Not not that I think he's got a lot of ceiling, but like a you know a six for fifty floor, a six for sixty floor, or not floor, but like those kind of games I think are within his range of outcomes. So if you have a PPR league and you know you could throw him into your flex, I think he'll be okay for you. So let me go to the uh, shadow matchups for y'all. This is per PFF. Let's see what we got. These are not always 100% accurate, but these are their projections. So DeAndre Hopkins supposed to get shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. Tough matchup, obviously, but DeAndre Hopkins is a tougher matchup. DK Metcalf supposed to get that Darius Slay shadowing, and I'm not worried about that. Debo Samuel supposed to get that Jalen Ramsey shadowing. I am worried about that. Uh, and those are the only three guys. So you have Jalen Ramsey on Debo, you have Darius Slay on DK Metcalf, and you have DeAndre Hopkins with Stefan Gilmore. So I don't know if you've done this already or not, but can you give your analysis on Brian Hill. I've been reading stuff about Edo Smith, more likely to see red zone carries. Yeah, so uh, as soon as this video is going to be done, it'll go up on YouTube live. And then it's one of like the first things I talked about. After I'm done bullshitting for the first like three minutes, I think Brian Hill was the first thing I addressed. I talked on it for like three or four minutes. So as soon as this is done, I'll put it public on YouTube. You can go back and watch that like probably like a three and a half, four minute mark. So case in point is just like, I'm not that confident in Brian Hill. Flex play, but I'm, I'm not getting crazy about it. With JT out, full PPR. Are we starting Hines versus Tennessee? Dunked on for 28 over CEH versus the Bucks. Uh, no, I'm still going to go CEH. I'm not, like, again, Hines is just never a guy I'm going to be confident in. If he had a good game last week, he's not going to have a good game the following week. It's, just, it's very game plan dependent. Or very week over week, hot hand kind of dependent. 
Full PPR, GOB or Snell? Also, you said it fast. So Dallas Goddard over Mark Andrews. Yes, uh, Dallas Goddard over Mark Andrews. Sorry, we're speaking in fucking tongue today. We're moving a zillion miles a minute. Um, PPR, what did you say? Geo or Benny Snell? In full PPR, I think I'll probably end up going with Geo there. I think it'll probably get way more involved in the passing game. I think Snell will be nice, though. He'll have, a, he'll have a pretty good floor of like 15 or so carries. I just don't know if McFarland or Jalen Samuels is going to mix in to take the passing work, whereas we know that Geo is the primary back there to catch passes in Cincinnati. How likely is it they just cancel the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game, you think? I'm worried now of playing anyone in that game. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I Again, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. I think the, the closer we get to the end of the regular season, the less likely it is they cancel games or they're going to do everything in their power not to because obviously if this shit happens in week two or three it's easy to push it back to week you know six or seven and work around bye weeks but we're already done with bye weeks and we only have like four or five regular season games so if they're going to start moving shit around it gets really difficult because every team is going to be playing every week over the next five six weeks right i mean i know there's two games with with buys or the panthers and bucks have buys next week but you, you know you know what i'm saying like if teams need to cancel, you can't just like be like, okay, these teams are actually going to play twice in this one week. If a, if a game is canceled, it needs to be pushed back. Like they're going to try their best to k- keep making it that week, right? Like they might even do a Wednesday game and call it week 12 or some shit like that. Um, but at this point, if you push a game back, it's almost like you have to make an extra regular season week, you know? PPR, Joe New Smith or Noah Fance. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's really hard to trust Joe New Smith. Um, he's not running that many routes and they're not really delivering him the ball. Tough matchup against Indy. So I would go with Noah Fant, although he's like my tight end 12 right now. And I think Jonah's 14. So I'm not like super confident in either one of them. Joseph. Yossif. Deontay looks like mini AB. How come he doesn't get the respect from most analysts? Dude's a baller. I'll never sit him. Yeah, I, I think I've said that for like a month now, right? He's just Deontay Johnson. Just, you just don't sit him. You just don't. Unless they're explicitly coming out and being like, he's hurt. He's going to only be playing limited snaps. He's just, he's unsittable at this point. I agree with you. That was like what I was talking about in the offseason. Um, like AB is... Uh, I mean, uh, Deontay Johnson is very much uh, a mini AB, and I agree with that. I think I think people are just making up excuses because either they didn't like him in the beginning or he had the lower draft capital or whatever the fuck it was. And uh, that's where you get ahead on these, like, weird situations where you're not really sure, like, which guy to gamble on. You have the Claypools and the Deontays and the Jujus. But, like, it, this one seems very clear-cut to me. And it's not like, you, oh, it could be this guy's game this week or this guy's game this week. But it's like when you can actually get those situations right – you tend to profit really well from them. And Deontay Johnson, like, is the right choice week in and week out. He's awesome. Um, you say Kyler or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is Tua ruled out? I don't think – I'm almost positive Fitzpatrick is not playing – Um. Oh, Tua got ruled out, huh? Did that happen while we were on this stream? Or am I just totally checked? Sorry, like this week's been a little bit crazy. I haven't really got to dive into all the fantasy stuff as clearly as I would have wanted to. So 
as you can see, I'm a little bit hectic and all over the place today, unfortunately. I thought Tua was just questionable still. The Dolphins won't force Tua to fight through a thumb injury versus the Jets if they believe it's affecting him at all. His status for tomorrow is very much in question. Okay, so that's not a thing. Uh, regardless, I don't know why I'm wasting so much time on this. Uh, it's it's Kyler there. Herbert locked in top five tight end rest of season. I mean, quarterback Taysom upside is appealing, but can't sit hers, right? Yeah, no, I, I, you don't sit Herbert at this point. If you were an NFL GM, would you hire Dan Quinn to coach? Absolutely not. I'll just stop right after you said hire Dan Quinn. He might not play his thumbs in your practice. Yeah, two and not playing. Nah, happened a day ago, I think. He's not completely ruled out, just questionable. All right, so you guys are just giving fucking fake news all the time, like the whole time. Half of you guys saying he's not playing. Half of you guys saying he's questionable. Half of you guys just fucking lying to me all the time. We keep it 99 here because we stay, we lie sometimes, man. What up, broski? That being said about Deontay, you like Woods more this week. No, I do not. We like Deontay. Whew, I need to cool down. I need to decompress. Any uh, non-football-related questions or any non-fantasy-related questions? Yeah, but Justin said he's out, and then Matthew said he's out. Um, I have Taysom at, at 8, and I have Derek Carr at 9. So same exact fucking ranking, but I had to choose one or the other, so... I, I, I guess I would go with Taysom there. Though I think Taysom's floor is lower than Carr's. Like if a bust game came from Taysom Hill this week, I would not be surprised at all. But he also has the ceiling. He's a high risk, high reward guy, in my opinion, when Derek Carr is probably just a solid play. Who is your favorite fantasy football player of all time? Favorite fantasy football player of all time is me. No, uh, I would say Arian Foster. Arian Foster was one of my favorites. It's more of like a personal thing, I think, too. Like, I picked him up right before, um, like, the season started in one of the leagues when he was an undrafted free agent right before he popped off, and he won me, like, so many leagues that year. So I, I, would, I would probably go Aaron Foster. Uh, discounts still going on for merch. I completely missed it. Uh, sorry, man. We had the Black Friday deal. I don't think we'll ever do a sale again. I'm going to be honest, man. It's on you. We emailed twice. We put it on Twitter. We put it on Instagram. We put it. We texted you guys at this fucking number right here. We did it all. So, uh, no discounts, unfortunately. No more. Would you live anywhere else besides New York City? I would. I would do San Diego. I would do San Diego. Um. San Diego is the only other place I would probably live. And I was very close to moving there, actually. When I stayed out there with a fr on a friend's couch for like a month and a half, a couple of years back, and I started looking at apartments. And then uh, and then I came I came back because I had to see about a girl. And that shit didn't work out either. So I should have fucking stayed out there. But I could see myself living in San Diego. But right now, right now at this point in my life where I'm at and how I want to grow, uh, I need the energy of Manhattan. If I go out to San Diego, like... The vlogs will be fun, but like everything else is going to suffer probably. So I need I need to be here in Manhattan. When I settle down, maybe I could get go somewhere in the burbs, but I don't know. I, I think I like it here too much. 
What is the best cereal of all time? Uh, dude, I don't, I, I'm not really a big cereal guy, to be honest. I, I almost rarely, if ever eat cereal, probably like once every six months. I fuck with Frosted Flakes, obviously. I like all the real obvious ones. They did just come out with an oatmeal cream, uh, oatmeal cream pie cereal, which I need to get my fingers on. I love Reese's Puffs is probably my number one, though. I need to get the oatmeal cream pie cereal, and I feel like that might take over as a goat. Y'all making duck and sticky ribs tonight? That's what's up. What's your favorite Asian dish? That's a great dish. I love dumplings. Big fan of dumplings. Uh, I'm pretty basic when it comes to Chinese food. I'll go with like the, the chicken and broccoli combo. Uh... Fan of lo mein. I love boneless spare ribs. Is fucking absolute goat. Did you have some of Steve's turkey? No, I've literally never had Steve's turkey. He fries a turkey every year, and then he puts up an Instagram picture of him frying it, and then he tags me as a turkey every time. Fucks me up. Are you all done with Thanksgiving Thanksgiving food now? Yeah, uh, Thanksgiving food fucking stinks to begin with. I don't want it after Thanksgiving. What are some tips you have for staying consistent on YouTube and what could I do to be able to stay consistent with my fantasy content every day for YouTube? Uh, staying consistent, I think is more of a, is more of like a passion thing. Like if you don't like what you're creating, you're going to have a lot of trouble staying consistent because it's going to start feeling like a job to you or a chore to you when that should be the opposite. Like YouTube is a creative outlet. I think creative outlets should give you energy. I think creative outlets should be things that you look forward to and that you're passionate about. And I think most importantly, there's a there's a line between um, what you could do in terms of the type of content you put out. I think for every piece of content that you put out that like you are doing for the audience, you should put something out for yourself too. Like yesterday, how I didn't put out a rankings video, but I put out a vlog. And, you know, some people will be like, fuck this guy. Like, I don't care about your vlogs. Give me the fantasy shit. Like, I literally don't give a fuck about people saying that. Um, that kind of stuff is enjoyable to me to make that type of content. So I would say staying consistent means make, making sure you're creating things. Again, you're getting on YouTube to create, to, to, to create energy for yourself, but to create things that you enjoy. So make sure you're doing that. Like, it's fucking common sense, but most people don't use common sense. It's not very fucking common, as they say. So create things you enjoy and you'll be able to stay consistent. Like get a schedule that works for you. Don't feel like you need to put out six straight fantasy videos if you're not enjoying doing that. Maybe you need to do four. You need to be super self-aware with how you distribute your energy and how you distribute the content that you are making, you know? And it's tough because you do see these other channels. Like you see my channel uh, putting out five, six, seven videos a week. I do have, you know, a bunch of guys helping me out do that. It's, it's something that you have to gradually grow into, but knowing what works best for you is going to be the ultimate key to staying consistent and making sure that not only staying consistent in terms of just putting out videos, but keeping the quality of the video consistent as well. Go around and look at other YouTube channels or other uh, fantasy creators. It doesn't even need to be fantasy creators. Like any, any creators in general that you admire, that you think do a really good job with what they're doing, take pieces of inspiration from them. See what they're doing. What's their schedule like? What kind of content do they do? And is it something that you think you'd be good at that you'd enjoy putting out as well? Uh, sometimes you'll, you, sometimes that's what I do. Like in, in the off season, where I'm like, okay, what videos do I know are going to be 
really popular are, are going to get a lot of views are going to help me grow my subscriber base. I'll head over to some of the other fantasy football YouTube channels and see what they're doing and see what kind of titles they are using, what kind of thumbnails they are using, which videos of theirs are like randomly popping off, you know, and uh, and I'll take some pieces of, of shit that they do. So hope, I hope that helps a little bit. Most recent diet tip or a diet tip of the day diet lifestyle. Um, so I just learned that chugging 16 to 17 ounces of water will burn your calorie rate at a 20 to 30% higher rate over the next hour when you do that. So anytime you chug, a water bottle, you're going to burn calories at a higher rate for the next hour or so. One tip, and you probably heard me say this before, is always hydrate before you caffeinate. I'm someone that drinks a lot of coffee. I drink a lot of caffeine. I have a lot of caffeine in my diet, in my system. If I don't hydrate before I do that, I feel really shitty. That's when you start getting like the jitters, and that's when you start kind of feeling crappy as fuck from the caffeine. Always hydrate before you caffeinate oh come on move to atlanta we can complain about the falcons together now fuck that i got the internet here to complain about the falcons with people best black friday item you've ever bought i'm not i don't i don't think i really like shop on black friday or cyber monday but but i do have a, a very cool bookcase incoming it's a really big one. It's probably going to be like above where that picture is right now. So one of the next videos that you guys see will have a completely different like kind of design in the background there. Um, I stole it from if you guys watched my vlog yesterday, the one that my sister had up, I, I was like, bitch, send me the fucking link for that. I'm going to buy it. And I immediately bought it off Amazon. So that was, I guess, technically a Black Friday deal that I participated in. Uh, I'm going to check Cyber Monday. You know, what's funny, like Cyber Monday feels like more of a shopping day for me because you do like cyber monday just feels like it's it's about tech right like cameras and and mics and shit like that and that's the stuff i need to be shopping for but like you can kind of find deals like anytime it's all fucking bullshit like they just start it's like oh black friday deals like start in october now it's like shut the fuck up ho 5 a.m video drop is alpha move love that yeah i mean that uh that's an interesting one i've been like tinkering with as well there's pros and cons to it the reason, the reason we do the 5 a.m. video drops is because, one, our demographic for fantasy football is a lot of dudes that are, you know, 20 to 40 years old that have office, typical office jobs, and they commute. So some people commute at 5 a.m., some people at 7, at 8, whatever. I want to make sure that if you're commuting, I used to commute. This might be more of a personal subconscious thing, but I used to commute into the city from Jersey, and uh, that's when I get, like, all my podcasts listening in or music listening and whatever it is. And I was like, fuck, if I had a, a content creator that I really enjoyed and uh, and he put out stuff for my commute and then all of a sudden stopped doing that, I was like, fuck, like I, maybe I might not listen to him as much. So I do that for the people commuting. However, the videos don't do as well. And the, the content doesn't do as well because the first like few hours and the first 24 hours, I guess, so it kind of plays itself out over the long run, but those matter really, really, really uh heavily importantly like for for youtube and the algorithm uh specifically 
So if you drop a video at like noon, obviously there are way more people awake to get the notification than at 5 a.m. If you drop the, the video at like 5 p.m. when people are done from work and they are awake, it's even more so. So like when you drop the video will kind of depend on, will kind of depend on uh, how well it does. But I do it for people that want to do uh, that, that commute and want to listen to it then. My dog, I got you. Hit that like button. Peeps, also, you ever thought about doing TikTok? I actually just put out a TikTok this morning. It was fucking terrible. But yeah, I should be doing TikTok more. Uh, it's definitely a platform that I wish... We we like started taking it seriously a little while, actually, in the beginning of the summer. And then uh, my problem, I think, with it was... And this is so weird because I don't have this problem on other platforms. A lot of people are crippled by... Uh, perfection over just putting shit out not like you know there's perfection and then there's speed but there's a fine line between the two of them like you still you don't want to just qualify everything with speed over perfection you do want to make sure that there's a baseline level of quality to whatever you're doing quick but like working on something that you need to be at a 9.5 out of 10 over releasing three things that are like a 6.5 or 7.5 out of 10 you want to do the the volume there as long as there's a baseline of quantity. And for TikTok, I don't know why, but when we started doing it, every time I wanted to post something, it always felt like I needed to have it perfect. It always felt like I needed, I put this pressure on myself that like, oh, I don't want to really, and it's so stupid because it's only an eight second video. Whereas these things are like fucking 45 minutes long, an hour long, and I don't give a fuck what I say in them. I don't care if they're perfect. I don't care if they're a piece of shit content, but I get them out because I enjoy doing them. So I guess there's there's kind of like a mindset trick at play there for me. So I've had trouble getting onto TikTok and staying consistent with it and uh, and stuff like that. So hopefully there will be more TikToks coming over the next few months. How are you exercising during the lockdown? So for a while, for a while, um, I was exercising in my apartment. Actually, yesterday I exercised in my apartment. So I, there's there's three things I'll do. There's the exercising in my apartment. During the summer, I exercise a lot at like parks and stuff. We have a lot of like outdoor places in New York that you can go and, and exercise. So that was one of them. But now it's cold. I'll exercise in my apartment if I can. I have a gym in my apartment building actually that I can exercise at. So um, I could sign up and reserve a spot for myself and exercise in there. There's also a gym two blocks away, three blocks away, Planet Fitness that I signed up for that I can go exercise over there. So I got options, bitch. We got gym, we got gym, we got apartment, but you know, it, it just comes down to your determination. Like anyone can work out in their house or their apartment. You re Realistically, you only need as much space as your body would fit. Do push-ups, do all that kind of shit. Do crunches, do body weight squats. Do y'all have spots for dynasty leagues that you set up for Patreon members? Wondering how that works. Yes, we do. Um, we we started like 120 of them last year. So uh, we'll probably make some sort of announcement in the off season. As soon as this season ends, we'll probably, I mean, people are probably going to be wanting to start up dynasty leagues immediately. So within the Discord channel, if, if you're a Patreon member, you should be in our Discord channel. Uh, patreon.com forward slash bdge will get you into the discord it'll get you the rankings it'll get you into these q a sessions and shit um but in the off season yeah as soon as this season ends we'll open up patreon leagues for subscribers 
that will be done through Discord. So stay tuned for things on that. You'll, I'm sure you'll hear a bunch about it in the, the videos that we make and the videos over on the Bunk Bed Breakdowns channel as well. Hey, I think you skipped over my question. Sorry, but I'm a fantasy football TikToker with over 100K on TikTok. There you go, my man, but only 1.6K on YouTube. I've always loved YouTube. How should I bring my fans over? Uh, I don't think I skipped your question. Aren't, didn't, aren't you just the ones just ask TikTok? Or we're probably delayed here. Uh, later, Nicholas. How do you bring your fans over? Uh, well, it's it's the same way that you can bring... That, that's the other thing. That's the other reason why I'm hesitant to focus my energy on TikTok. Like we have a good thing here on YouTube. So I want to expend most of my energy on what gives us the most return. I know it's a very narrow way of viewing things and we should be everywhere and we try to be, but with TikTok, because the nature of the platform is so quick hitting, I don't know how much of a real relationship and loyalty you build with your audience through a platform like TikTok. And that's been another hesitancy of mine uh, where you might have trouble bringing people over. But um, I mean, to bring people over, you have to tell them like, Give them a reason to come over. Like, James, I don't know what you do on TikTok in order to have 100,000 followers when it comes to fantasy football, but whatever it is, you know, if say, um, say like each week you do, or give me an example of a video you put out and I'll give you a real life example of how to transfer them over to YouTube. Yeah, while I'm waiting for that, any monkey knife fight suggestions? Let's see. Let's see what we got on Monkey Knife Fight this week. I tend to go with the touchdown dance pretty pretty quickly. Those are my favorite. Um, to be honest, I don't, I don't want to throw out random fucking recommendations because every time I do that, we end up losing and then everyone fucking yells at me, but I didn't prepare for it. So, eh. But Monkey Knife Fight's a really fun website to mess around with and uh, do some player prop games on. So we're actually going to take you over there now if you're not signed up this is what it looks like and you could pick any game to to get into and look at the player props on there you could also do like a star shootout early games touchdown dance again is one of my favorites where you literally choose three players and if they combine to score three touchdowns in total receiving rushing or whatever you're going to one and a half x your money so these are real games where you win real avenue and you could pick like Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, and you say, hey, if they if those three combine for three touchdowns total, you're going to one and a half X whatever you throw down. So if you throw down 10, you're going to win 15. If you throw down 20, you're going to win 30, et cetera. And if you sign up a monkey knife fight with the promo code BDGE, you're going to double whatever you deposit. So if you do throw down 10, you're going to get 20 in your account, which means you could bet 20 instead of 10, yada, yada. So y'all can do whatever you want to do there. Um, let's see if James answered me here. Later, Kev. Anyway, you get in the leagues with you. Um, very unlikely, to be honest. I've been cutting down my leagues year in and year out, and I, I, I usually don't do leagues with random people or random subs, even that. The only people I'm really in leagues with are, you know, we have the E-Town Get Down. We have uh, the league with the NYC subscriber group, but those are the dudes who literally flew out to NYC for the weekend and we hung out and made a league through that. So, I mean, you, you'll hear about it if I do open up leagues with other people, but for the most part, I do not. Okay. So James answered. So I do a lot of rankings videos and like best waiver wire pickups and stuff like that. Every day I do the same content, five, six videos every day on YouTube, but get no views. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So you're not going to organically get those views on YouTube realistically, unless you have, 
you know, whatever. What you need to be doing on TikTok is is giving them a way to giving them uh, extra value if they come over to YouTube. So the way I, for instance, the way I build my email list, right? We have an email list of, I don't know, like 10 or 11,000 people. And here's how I'll do this. I'll, I'll make a video for fantasy, right? I'll make like a top 25, 30 rankings, right? In the summer, this is something I'll do in the summer. You guys have seen these videos before. And if you go back to those videos, you'll see me doing this exact thing, which I'll explain to you from a marketing perspective. I'll say, Okay, this video is going to be about the top 25 rankings of, of my running backs for the season. And I'll go through the 25 running backs and I'll give valuable information for all those guys or however many guys I want to talk about, whatever the fucking case may be. And then at the end of them, because they've invested, the audience has invested, they've gotten value from me, they clearly you know care about what I'm saying, I'll say, okay, and if you want rankings 25 through 30, sign up for my email list. The link will be down below. Okay. So you're exchanging the value prop of me giving them value in my rankings because they've already told me that the rankings that I make are valuable to them and I get their email list or I get them to sign up for the email list. So that's the way you need to be thinking. You need to think about like bait that you're putting down. So for instance, if you're doing, um, if you're doing waiver wire pickups, right. And your video is say, you know, here are here are the uh, my my favorite my top three players to pick up on the waiver wire this week, right? And you make your little TikTok video. It's you know forty five seconds long of those guys. The last fifteen seconds, you say, okay, if you want the top five or if you want three more, make sure you head over to my YouTube channel because I do long story uh, long long form video. Bitch, I'm in the middle of putting out game right now, and you're calling me on the landline. This is craziness. I'm going to have to move out of this goddamn apartment if this shit happens one more time. Um, you give them a reason to come over to YouTube, right? If they like your your waiver wire videos on TikTok, then tell them there's more of this on YouTube, longer form, more valuable, shit like that. So it's like value up front, then plug that shit at the end. And if they find value from what you're giving off, then they will want to get it from you on the back end. And if they don't, then you got bigger problems on the front end, if that makes sense. You see what I'm saying? I hope that makes a little bit of sense. But you could do that with the running back rankings too. Like here are my top 15 running back rankings. Boom, you list them or whatever. They say, if you want running backs 15 through 20, 20 through 25, 15 through 40, whatever the fuck it is, they're in my my long form YouTube video that I put out weekly, shit like that. So it's value. You give out value. They trust you. They want more of your value, okay? And that's when you fucking, that's when they're vulnerable and that's when you hit them. Your most viewed video is 4.6K video on Justin Herbert. That's crazy. So your most viewed video has 4.6, has only 4,000 views, but you have 100,000 followers? How does that work? That can't be right. So there's some kind of discrepancy in there. Skirt.
All right, I got to peace out. Uh, I hope y'all got some value from this video. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I hope y'all fucking take massive amounts of dubs in week 13, week 12, whatever the fucking week it is. I will go enjoy the rest of my day, hopefully. It's a shitty day outside. No sun again for the 72nd day in a row. Um, nothing but love for y'all. Uh, hit the thumbs up if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Sign up on Patreon if you want to be inside this live stream for next week. If you want to join some Big Dogs Dynasty Leagues in the offseason, I'm out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.